Hey everybody, welcome to The Afterword. I'm Dave Tish. You know, we are going fairly slowly through the book of Matthew. We have been for almost a year now, and uh, I'm reminded of the reality that the Bible is meditative literature. It's meant to be thought about. It's meant to be slowly ingested and turned over in one's mind and talked about and discussed and pondered and prayed over. That's what scripture is for. And to that end, I'm really grateful for the people who've written in some really profound questions. Today, we have a question from a podcast listener who emailed us uh, about the kind of issues that are coming up in his life as he kind of thinks about what Jesus is asking in in Matthew. And so we're going to share that. But there's other listeners who have written in. And so I just want to say thanks for interacting um, with us here at The Afterword. Alejandra Chavez wrote in and, and thanked me for the South Park reference. Not exactly sure that's spiritually edifying, but it is certainly very fun, and we strive to be both here. And uh, then uh, back in February, we had a, a the wrong episode uploaded, and a loyal listener, Elijah Auer, hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly, sir, uh, uh, emailed in and uh, alerted us to that, and we, we fixed it immediately. So thanks, Elijah, for that. You've always been my favorite Old Testament prophet. Someone did leave us a review on iTunes, and I didn't exactly appreciate it because they said, uh, quote, great conversation, great content, too much nudity. Uh, Not exactly sure what that means. I think you're trying to be funny, but uh, you're going to get us flagged by iTunes. So anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening. And with that, we're going to continue on in our conversation in the book of Matthew. I've got Jay Kim here. We're going to have some fun talking about this. So with that, let's just dive right in. your headphones yeah okay i don't want to mess up your hair first of all do you have power at my house yeah at your house no not yet seriously yeah friday tomorrow tomorrow's the day power insane returns have you had food that has gone bad i mean we threw a bunch of stuff out we try to cook a bunch of stuff um and then the rest we threw out. Oh man! But we, uh, we didn't have. We needed to go grocery shopping. <laughs> so well, being without power is, is hard. It's not fun. It's not. It's not fun. Did you sleep like in pitch black last night? Yeah. Oh man. The last couple. Nights. I guess everyone sleeps yeah, right. in the dark. But you know, it's like it's weird. You get up in the middle of the night. You can't even turn on a nightlight. Yeah. I I sleep but, with a know, nightlight, so that would be out. scary. We got flashlights, candles. Yeah, yeah. We're good. Sure. Okay. All right. Well. Uh, we talked this past week, kind of a major theme was time and space. Yes. Uh, so I put together a little game I'm going to play. I I like this stuff. I don't care if, (laughs) I don't care if you don't No, I do. So what I'm going to do is I have a number of songs. Yes. Whose themes are time and space. Oh, interesting. Or the time space continuum. Yes. I'm going to play a tiny snippet and they go in order from easiest to most difficult. Oh, interesting. And uh, I'm going to try to see how many, how many you do. And, and listener, if you're out there. I'd love for you to play along. Okay. So this is this is how it goes, okay? Okay. So I'm going to play a little snippet of a song. Okay. And then we're going to... Um, what do I do? I guess? You just guess. The song? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to play... It's And, and they, again, they go from easiest to most difficult. Okay. You ready? Yep. Here we go. Are you familiar with that song? I don't think so. Really? It sounds really familiar. I'm going to be bad at this game. <laughs> Remember the Time by Michael Jackson. Oh, 
remember? Oh yeah, okay. Wow. I just rewatched the video of that. There's like a shirtless Magic Johnson in it and Eddie Murphy. Strange. It's very strange. Very and, very eighties. Uh, it's actually nineties. Really? Yeah, ninety ninety one. Wow. Yeah, and Michael doesn't look great. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, he it's, was already it was rough. Decline. It was rough. Yes. All right. Well, let's see the okay. second one. See if this next one's better. Time after time. Yes. And if you're lost, you can look and you will find me. Time after time. Do you know the artist? Gosh, I'm so bad at this. The pink-haired songstress. She just wants to have fun. I don't know. Cindy Lauper. Oh, yes. From the yes, 80s. That's yeah. right. Yes. So uh, if you have Spotify, I would recommend searching Time After Time, the acapella remix by Boys to Men. Okay. Uh, just letting you know. Here's the third one. Here it goes. Again, they get harder. I know the song. <laughs> I mean, I can even I can hear the rest of the song. But I don't know the title or the artist. Uh, can you give me anything? No, but I know the song. <laughs> it's called Good Riddance. I hope you had the time of your life. By yeah, Green yes, Day. time of your life. That's time what it is, yes. I th- it's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life. I think they actually played that at my high school graduation. Really? Yeah, but they had to strike, the, the administration made them strike out the term Good Riddance. <laughs> Oh, they just had. <laughs> All right, here we go. Next one. This is hard. It's Coldplay. Yes, correct. Again, title. I'm bad with titles. <laughs> well, it has to do with space and time. No, I'm like really bad with titles. <laughs> it's, the title of the song is Clocks. Yes, that's right. Clocks. <laughs> Get it? Time. Yes. So I have a friend who's a huge YouTube fan, and whenever <clears throat> we play YouTube. His his uh, our buddy says, "Oh man, I I love Coldplay." <laughs> it makes him so mad. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, next one. They get harder. I don't know. This one's really hard. Who is it? Share. If I could turn back time. Oh. If I can turn back oh, time. Oh, turn back time. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. All right, two more. Or th- maybe three. I have no idea. Oh, really? That, that one's really know, hard. I don't know what that is. It's Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. Oh, I, I didn't really listen to a lot of Beastie Boys. Yeah, well, I, I did. Mean, I know of them. You can uh, take the, uh, the boy out of the frat house, but you can't take the <laughs> frat house out of the boy. All right. And now they get real hard. Just remember. Is that Bruce Springsteen? No. Who is is that? Oh, uh, Billy Joel? <laughs> I don't know. Who is that? It's I've Had the Time of My Life from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Oh. Now I've the time of my life. Never seen the movie. Really? Yeah, never. But you know that. No, I've oh, had the time of my that, life. That's, it's that's, that song. Yeah. That's the beginning. Huh? That's, yeah. Oh, interesting. Anyway, well, there you go. Was that the whole game? Uh, no, there's one more. Oh, okay. It's, it's actually there might be two. I don't know. Here we go. That's it. That's the whole clip. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to get difficult here. I have no idea. This drops to Jupiter by train. Oh, that's the shortest heart, most difficult one. You want to play it again? Yeah. 
Oh. I'm really bad with names. I know the song. Power of Love. Yes, Power of Love. And the reason I did that was because you opened up your summer with a Back to the Future reference. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that has to do with the space-time continuum. Yes. All right. Nice work. Well, I hope that was fun. I was 0 for 12. <laughs> I was like John Starks in the NBA Finals. Game 6. Or is Game 7? Man, oh. rough. Oh, no, rough. you did great. You did great. All right. So this past week, we talked about um, space and time and this, this narrative. Uh, in Matthew 8, where there is, uh, Jesus has two encounters with two people who are interested in following him or are following him. Yes. And the reason why this is interesting is because we just came out of the healings and that's kind of what Jesus does for us. Right. Um, or what Jesus does for humanity, I suppose, mm-hmm. or an a- aspect of what, what, how Jesus gives and serves and heals, cleans. Right. But this one is a, that has a different edge. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like, uh, Hey, uh, we want to follow you. And Jesus kind of lays down a little bit of the, um, okay, but before you do, just so you know, yeah, there's some difficulties here. Yes. There's uh, count the cost a little, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the first guy, Jesus kind of intimates, hey, listen, you're going to be itinerant and you're not going to have very much comfort on the road. Right. In essence, kind of, I guess, homeless. Yeah. Um, and then the, well, we'll get to the second guy in a bit. Um. But the idea of counting costs, that's that's maybe not something a lot of people have thought about. Um, just the idea that there are some kind of things required if uh, you're going to follow Jesus. And that can make it confusing for people because they're like, wait, I thought that, it, you know, it, it, what, what, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, what are, what, how do you, just the idea of Jesus demanding or asking uh, it might be foreign to some people or it might feel a little, hey, works oriented maybe. H- yeah. How do you, how do you, uh. How do you parse that out to to alleviate people's um, maybe concerns about that? Well, I don't know that there's any alleviating. It's just it is what it is. Jesus asks us to surrender our lives to him, which in essence is inconvenient. <laughs> it's more convenient to be the master of your own life, but following Jesus is following him as Lord, as Savior, as your great teacher, you know? So I quoted Bonhoeffer in my sermon. When Christ calls a man, he, he bids him come and die. So there's no resurrection without death. And, uh, you know, death to self is, it seems to me, uh, uh, not just a key part of following Jesus, but the initial sort of step to really truly following Jesus. So I, I don't say that as as someone who's sort of mastered the practice and am now, you know, pointing a judgmental finger at others. I think it's a daily commitment we make where we ebb and flow out of a true, complete surrender to Jesus. At least that's true for me. There are some days where I still struggle with, you know, the desire to be the master of my own life. And and there are some days where I feel truly surrendered to him. And it, you know, I think that the point is that every day we try to be uh, as surrendered as possible, but, but I don't think there's any alleviating that tension. Right. That's what Christ calls us to do. The next part of the story uh, is a a little bit more intense and a little bit more, a little interesting because it, uh, a guy comes up and says, "Hey, uh, I want to follow you. I'm interested. I want to. I'm going to follow you. But first, let me bury my father." 
Right. Um, and then Jesus's Jesus response looks like he's being super harsh. Right. Um, and we talked about this. It, it on the surface, it, let the dead bury the dead, which is whoa. Yeah. Uh, now before we get into the nuances of what that means, just um, we talked a little bit about how semantically this might not be exact. It's not like this guy's dad just died and he has to go to the funeral. That's unlikely. Um, yeah, very unlikely. Yeah, because uh, th- just the way that the burial and the mourning process would have worked in the right. ancient Near East. But there's also another edge to it, and and you you talked about this, and there's also some commentators that I looked at that said that this guy's actually delaying it. He's basically this is excuse making, like mm-hmm. wait, let me wait until my dad's dead, and th- right. And then there's another aspect of this, and one of the con- I don't did you encounter the idea that he wants to collect his inheritance? That there's a money aspect to it too. That kind of ties back to the prodigal son. Story? I mean, yeah, it's not in the text, but you could infer that for uh, sure. Some commentators are they kind of play with that idea. There might have been some sort of financial aspect to it, but could re- be. But regardless, there's definitely a time aspect. Yes. Hey, not now. Yeah. Um. So, and but what do you make of or how do, what do you make of the let the dead bury their dead? Because that is actually kind of a famous saying, uh, the kind of infiltrated culture and such. Yeah, I mean, I think it's debated, kind of exactly what it means. Um, I don't have strong feelings about it other than to say I think Jesus is making a very strong statement uh, that, you know, there's a sort of there's a way in which we can prioritize our lives that make all the logical sense in the world from a, a very human on the ground perspective. Yeah. But, you know, throughout Matthew... Jesus is here to proclaim the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. So I think throughout the gospel, he does make very clear delineating lines between his kingdom and the kingdoms of the world, you know, and uh, that, that as that at least seems clear to me that he's, he's making that point that, um, and elsewhere he would make that point as well, very clearly about family. I mean, family is very important, obviously, but right. it's not higher than God. So there's moments in the scriptures and moments in Jesus's life where he calls people out of um, to primary allegiance. He, he even says, if anyone wants to follow me, they have to actually hate their mom and dad and, right. and hate their family, kind of in comparison to their the lordship. And then there's all sorts of examples of God calling people away from their family. Like Abraham was told to leave his family yeah. to follow God, um, which would have been shocking in the ancient Near East. Um that, that feels, yeah. you know, so there's all sorts of um, kind of allegiance or loyalty yeah. uh, layers to this. Well, yeah, I mean, I think in the kingdom of heaven, your familial ties change. Change. And it's not that you neglect your biological family. It's that you essentially have a new family, not, not at the expense of your earthly family you know it's not like oh screw you family i'm out of here that's unloving but that you've now been enfolded into a into a more primary family which is the the family of god yeah jesus models taking care of your family when he he's on the cross oh yeah i mean he like looks down at hit john and says this is your mom basically saying take care of her Mm -hmm. like from here on out i'm 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 dying right (laughs) so that 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 moment of care for his own mother is is really Pretty salient. Yeah. Uh, we had a we had a question. Uh, speaking of this, I had a, a, a reader. I'm not going to use the person's real name just because it might be identifying. Mm. But I had a question that came in. 
Um, and it was kind of to us, but I'm going to ask it to you. Uh, we'll call him Kevin. All right. So Kevin wrote in and said, uh, got a bunch of friends and every single Friday night they go out to the casinos, Matrix, Bay One, Bay 101. Yep. Uh, and this has been a habit for months and months and months. And as his friends are going out, they even budget for it. Mm. And it seems to be a little bit of a, a problem. So whenever he tries to raise this question, hey, guys, there's an awful lot of time we're spending, an awful lot of money on cards and gambling. Why don't we just stay home and like just play like poker with just us and nickels, just yeah. more fun. And they're like, oh, no, it's more fun there. And then when he keeps raising it, he says that there's a sense in which they look at me with a knowing look and say, yeah, we've heard it all before. No, thanks. And then one of his friends said, you're being a little bit too serious about this. Lighten up. Mm. When he's trying to say, listen, we should have this area of our lives like, let's just invite Jesus into it. Let's examine it. And they say, nah, it's kind of off limits. Um, and the, Kevin, this person's uh, question to us is, I I'm trying really hard not to be a prude about this, but I do think that there's an issue that if there's an area of our lives where we're not allowing Jesus to enter into, I think that that might be a problem. This kind of goes with what you guys frequently say that Jesus demands or Jesus asks or Jesus requires. What's your advice to me as I talk to my friends about this? And do you think that I'm off base on this idea? What a great question. Yeah. And I can sense the tension in the question. It's really hard when, you know, these are your friends and it's, Maybe it feels a little blurry, you know, the sort of ethical lines and they're not technically breaking any laws or, you know, maybe it's more about, is this wise? Is this the most Christ-like way? Is this good stewardship of our time and our resources? I think there's all sorts of sort of complex questions probably that create the tension. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing I would say specifically to Kevin is um, you don't control, you cannot possibly control outcomes. Um, all you can control is you and and faithfulness, you know? Meaning you can't control how your friends will respond to you. Yeah, and yeah. you should feel no pressure to control that. You should feel no pressure to coerce, the, you know, the situation or in order to sort of coax out of them a particular type of response. I think the bar set for, for us as followers of Jesus is faithfulness. Do, do I sense that, do I have a moving in me by the spirit of God that I should say something or that I should do something? Okay. I, I do. I think that that's of God. It doesn't violate any scriptural commands or, you know, biblical ethics or anything like that. It feels like that's what God's asking me to do. And at that point, really, all you've got to do, really the most important thing you could do is do the thing God's asked you to do, which is to probably, you know, speak with kindness and gentleness, the but issue. also to yeah. speak firmly and clearly. Um, hey, guys, here's why I think this is maybe unwise. Here's why I think there's actually probably a much better use of our time and our energy. Um, here's why I think maybe this is forming us not into Christ likeness, but into the image of something else, you know, or someone else. And maybe we need to be more intentional about our pursuit of Jesus and our formation into Christ likeness. So 
I would just encourage Kevin, do that, you know, do the thing God's asking you to do. And then it could go further. I don't know that it will, but it could go further. I mean, maybe Kevin gets to a point where it's like, you know what? It's, it's actually unwise for me to hang out and be with these guys, at least on Friday night. I'm, I've, I've, they know how I feel. They know where I stand and I'm going to choose. It's hard, but I'm going to choose to spend my Friday nights doing something else, you know? And I, that's easy for me to say on a podcast. It's really hard to do in, in yeah. someone's actual life, but it's not a great answer, but it's the first thing no, that comes to good. mind. And I think it's the most, yeah, I just, I don't think you can possibly control what someone does. And but what be. I loved about it. And I, and I, I quickly responded back. Like I'm super grateful because I think that Kevin is right in one aspect for sure. There is no areas of our life that's, that's just off limits to Jesus. I don't, yes, we're not that's allo- true. we're not allowed to say, "Hey, listen, thanks for your advice, but this is for us." Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to bring Jesus into this conversation because this is our thing. Uh, that you're being too serious about Jesus. Th- there there is no aspect of our lives where Jesus is like, "You know what? Just do whatever you want." That's right. Uh, and so I think that that uh, that impulse in Kevin is is the right one. And I think that that's kind of what these two stories kind of are kind of illustrating that with our time and with our space <laughs> With our possessions, you know what I mean. It's like this—they're all under the purview of Jesus. Yeah. So I appreciated the heart of of Kevin trying to raise that point with his friends. We there's no area of our lives that we just get to say, "Nah, we don't need to bring Jesus into that." Right. Yeah. So agreed. I, I appreciate, and that's very inconvenient, but yeah, mm. that's what allegiance to Christ, following Him, means. Yeah. And it actually, on the far side of the inconvenience, leads to real joy, real meaning. You know. Yeah. Um, life and life to the full. Yeah. Um, final final question about comfort in time or time and space, kind yeah. of this idea. And we talked about the comfort of our space and the convenience of our time. Uh, just in your comings and goings, as you hear stories from around Westgate, are there any um, stories that maybe you didn't share or that have been percolating in you of people who have really been inspiring to you, who have willingly gave up their time and space um, in order to, to serve other people. I love, I love the way you put it too. You were like that Jesus has just come down from a time where he has given up his time yeah. and his comfort and space in order to, to heal and to serve. I love uh, you put that to serve other people. The idea is that we give up our time and our space to serve other people in love. Right. Yeah. And that's what Jesus models. Have there been people that you've seen like stories uh, that are popping up around that have been really inspiring you to you that it's like, man, that's really, that's really beautiful. That's really cool. Yeah, all over the place. I mean, I shared some of them, you know. Um, I was talking to somebody here on our team recently, and they were talking about how years ago when they first moved to the area, they literally knew nobody, and someone at our church didn't know them, but they knew they were just starting to, you know, move. They were not only starting to work here, but they they just moved here, didn't know anybody, invited them over for Thanksgiving. And... Wow. They were this this person on our team was so grateful and That's in cool. the almost decade since they've shared Thanksgiving every year. Oh my gosh. You know, it's just kind of continued on as this beautiful tradition. And I guess the invite list has grown, like all these new That's folks. Cool. And that somebody in our church sort of opened. That's both time and space, because you gotta cook all the food and yeah. you gotta open your house. Yeah. So I that's one out of you know, probably a half dozen stories that, that I know of where people in our church have opened up space inconvenienced their their schedule you know to care for others it happens all the time it happens for me on a personal level you know um i think about on a on a 
sort of at scale, I think about just everything that happens with, you know, um, like beautiful day in the fall and we just got go trips up and running again, post COVID. Finally we can go, you know, so I'm starting to see all these people kind of sign up for go trips and that's, they're giving up their summer vacation. Yeah. And you're going to insert yourself into a space that's very uncomfortable yeah, for yeah. you and uh, to learn and follow. Yeah. Yeah. Learn about Jesus yeah. and what he's doing across the world. Yep. Cause a lot of times it is not comfortable. Right. Um, in fact, almost always it's not comfortable. Right. So, yep. That's a, that's a hard thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm thinking about a, a friend of mine, uh, Stevie and Heather Haynes, mm. and they went through last year, God started tugging on their, uh, hearts and I have permission to share this. Um, and they, uh, they went through the foster the Bay training oh, cool. to become foster parents. And last month they got placed with a, a beautiful little girl yeah. and they've been, because they're an empty nesters. They're, they're old, their youngest daughter just went off to college. Mm. And yep. so they're literally empty nesters. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? And most people would be like, sweet, it's right. our time. Yeah. Let's go to the football game. Let's go to, right. let's get season tickets to the whatevers. And they're like, I think God's got something different for us. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's about really, all it's the. It's really beautiful. Yeah. I think about all the folks in our church who've partnered with Foster the City and adoptive families. And, you know, we talked about in the service this. Uh, um, dinner we have yeah, interest meeting you know, yeah for connection fostering and adoption yeah there are lots of families in our church who are connected it's coming up on friday uh, march that. 24th by the way if you're interested mm -hmm. in fostering yeah. adoption vulnerable children just the, the if you have a heart for that kind of thing opening up that's yeah. a that's a concrete step that you can take to investigate and just hear stories and i think be inspired and connect and there's no obligation just go hear some stories here's here's some of the ministries and some people that are doing some cool stuff Right. And again, it's hard. It's inconvenience. Yeah, it's totally. it's giving up your convenience. Yeah. But it it forms us and I think it's better. Um I think it's better. Yeah. That's cool. Well, thanks Jay. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for playing the game. Yeah. Uh, you didn't do super great. No, it was bad. I John thought you'd Starks. do better. John Starks. That's all right. No, I'm not good at that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. I'm well, right. I'll try to be different and maybe if I would have uh, quizzed you on movies that deal with the space-time <laughs> continuum. Maybe. 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 <laughs> all right, cool. thanks man. Thanks. All right, bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. And again, if you'd like to write in or have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email me. You can find my email on the website or just email afterward at westgatechurch.org. We'd love to hear from you. And we're going to continue on in our sermon series. We've got about three weeks left until Easter. We'll see you next week. <laughs>